Hello, my fellow creatives. Welcome to the 8 Mil Productions podcast with your host that does the absolute most, Evan Youngblood Williams. And this podcast is for creatives and artists alike that are hungry to succeed at their craft and share their stories of lessons and triumphs. I also tell personal stories about key lessons that I've learned along my journey as a creative professional. Now let's get now this let's party get started. Party started. What up, what up, what up, y'all? So today's episode is not going to be as quote-unquote hyped up as my other episodes used to be or usually are, you know, because I've been just doing a lot of like thinking lately, like I've just been doing a lot of motivational type episodes for this podcast and I haven't been really getting that personal with you guys you know what i'm saying like yes i was getting real personal at points but i didn't really go all the way like i planned on like i planned on when i first launched this podcast you know what i'm saying so it just really caused me to really just go back to the drawing board And just really like be even more vulnerable to my listeners. And today's topic is my thoughts on the entertainment industry. I was originally going to name it the love-hate relationship that I have with it. But I feel like this would be more, the, the title that I chose now would be more generalized and be more truthful to where my headspace is. You know what I'm saying? So... Obviously, some things that I love about the entertainment industry is that, you know, you do have an opportunity to have a platform to be able to express your artistic vision. And you have these different means like music, acting, directing, music producing, audio engineering, um, rapping, singing, dancing. You got all of these things, all of these avenues slash creative outlets to be able to express yourself like you deem fit. You know, some people are more into music production. Some people are more into podcasting. Some people are more into acting, dancing, you know, writing, poetry, etc., etc., etc. But me, I happen to be into multiple things. Like, obviously, what I'm doing now, podcasting, and then I'm into acting, of course, videography and filmmaking, and directing and photography, Etc. 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 But anyways, you know, yeah, that's what I love about it is that there's a lot of creative people out there and it lets me know that I'm not alone, especially in this age of social media, right? And the internet to where we have way more platforms than the previous generations did way back in the day. But, you know... There's just been a lot of stuff about the entertainment industry that's just been rubbing me the wrong way. Like the fact that, you know, especially in a Hollywood system, how how just how like dysfunctional it really is. And we obviously know how dark Hollywood is with all of the pedophilia scandals and whatnot, but also all the rapings that's been going on and a lot of like actors and actresses coming out 
talking about how they were sexually abused and even a lot of people in the entertainment industry like you know for exa- for example I'm going to use this musician that I that's one of my favorites you know she goes by the name of Kesha you know she's been going through this court battle for years and years and years of uh, trying to get out of her contract you know and I was wondering like after 2012 when after 2012 when she released her album Warrior I noticed that she took a long, 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 long hiatus and she hasn't released any new music until like 2017 when she released her first single, Praying, for her album, Rainbow. And so that's about 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, That was like a five, whole five years to where she didn't release no music whatsoever. Yeah, she was doing TV interviews and touring, but, you know... Anyways, she was really going in and out of court trying to get out of her contract with this guy named Dr. Luke. And this guy named Dr. Luke apparently had this reputation in the music business as exploiting his artists, right? And I just looked deeper into that and also with Harvey, the Harvey Weinstein shit that happened in Hollywood. You know, it's been stories coming out about him for years, about him sexually assaulting actresses, even getting them to like strip down in his office, you know, when they auditioned for his movies or they tried to make, you know, they were trying to become famous and they were just like, their intuition was clearly telling them like, no, this ain't right. Get out of there. But they stayed because he was such a powerful man in Hollywood and that he had a lot of power and influence. He's one of the most powerful producers in Hollywood right now, but obviously he's catching a lot of heat for the shit that he's done over the years. But, you know, yeah. Another another thing that I want to touch on before I speak on my thoughts about it is <clears throat> what else do I want to say? Do 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 do. Yeah, and also with the fact that in the hip-hop industry, man, we all know the shit that go down in the hip-hop industry is, like, really suspect. Like, there's a lot of, like, homosexuality, and if you are if you happen to listen to this and, and you're gay and bisexual, I just want to let you know right now I have nothing against gay or bisexual people. You know, I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't have no problem with you if you're gay or bisexual. You know, that's how you roll. If that's how you roll, that's how you roll. But, you know, the more I just kept doing research on the hip-hop industry, like, just get, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I am a huge hip-hop fan. I listen to mostly hip-hop. I really do. I love hip-hop. But once I started looking deeper into it, you know, I it just a lot of stuff just really disturbed me. Oh, yeah, I knew I was going to talk about, you know, but I'm going to talk about it after this point. You know, I just do did research on it. Me and my girl did lots and lots of research on the higher ups in the industry and how, you know, they got the <clears throat> the a lot of these rappers who are signed to these major labels would get like fucked in the ass. Yes. And I'm going to say it like I, I'm just I'm just going all out with it. So I, I'm I'm not holding nothing back. So I'm just warning you before I proceed that if you don't want to hear the truth, then this podcast ain't for you. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I'm about to get real deep in this shit. But yeah, like, and then and then I saw this one video clip of this one rapper where he was just basically tout, you know, being proud on video saying, I just got fucked in the ass by Birdman for this record deal. And I'm like, what in the what? Like, yo, how was how that something to be proud of? Like that that just didn't really sit well with me. I, I had to pause the video. And I'm like, yo, he just did not say that shit on camera. Like I, I know he didn't. Now prior to watching that video, I've already heard for years prior to that, a birdman, you know, just being real like he was suspect. And there was a picture of him like from 2007, 2008, 2009 of him and Lil Wayne kissing. You know, and I actually saw another video clip of the Hot Boys sitting in like the 106 in Park, um, BET 106 in Park set to where these two rappers were dapping up each other and they give each other a kiss in the mouth. And I'm like, what? What is going on here? Like, uh, uh, what, what this, what is going on? Like, my young little mind was confused. But, you know, it just goes to show you the the twist, the dark twisted stuff that goes behind in the entertainment industry. And they called it in hip hop, the gay mafia. Like Fat Joe spoke about it. He said pretty much, you know, a lot of these like head CEOs of these major labels are the gay mafia. And they pretty much, you know, are perverts and they want to use, they want to like sexually exploit these men and women who come into the music industry trying to make their names for themselves, trying to make a name for themselves, right? In the name of fame, right? And then also, like, this one movie that I saw, like, back in 2016, it's the name of the movie is Starry Eyes. And come to think of it, I think that represents, like, not only Har Harvey Weinstein, but also these top Hollywood producers and directors who engage in this type of sick behavior that you know needs to be that needs to stop pronto pretty much but when i first saw the movie the movie was just so raw and it was so like in your face like this is what goes on in the acting business right because it's basically a movie about an actress who sells her soul for fame that that's the most basic way that i can um describe it that's the most basic synopsis that i can give you it's very in your face out there but anyways it's not on netflix anymore you know i think netflix might have removed it because you know they might get some repercussions but you know when i did caught it i just noticed how like gruesome the visuals and the story was and just how disturbing it was and there was this one scene where the actress literally like sucked the dick of the um mood the no he was a movie producer and he was just this old wrinkly guy. And I, I after I watched that scene, I was like, yo. I mean, like, I'm me speaking from an actor's perspective, I'm an actor and a filmmaker, mind you. I'm just sitting there deeply disturbed. Like that that scene right there disturbed the hell out of my spirit. Like that did not sit right. I was like, bruh. Is this is this what goes down in the industry? Like, oh my God, man. It's like 
that movie opened up my eyes, plus doing the research that I've done like in 2018 with, you know, the hip hop industry and whatnot. And also, oh yeah, there's this other movie that I watched on Netflix recently called um, The Perfection, which came out May 23rd, May 24th, May 25th, one of those days. And it's basically a movie about, you know, these two violinist prodigies where one escaped and she's trying to get the other one that's currently within that circle of elite musicians to wake up to the fact that, you know, it's not all what it's cracked up to be. And basically that she was brainwashed into believing, you know, what the headmaster said. And the, and the movie, again, does touch on the subject of pedophilia because there's literally this guy who's the headmaster of the school that pretty much has raped little girls and really brainwashed them to believe his bullshit. And I'm just like, yeah... You know, and that just left those movies and all the research that I've done has left a bitter taste in my mouth. And come to think of it, I think that's why, you know, God slash the universe and my spirit guides and my angels didn't want me to go to Hollywood when I was 16 and I was into acting. And I literally knew nothing about this industry around that time because I probably would have been one of those children that was brainwashed into believing their bullshit and just really... <clears throat> being too caught up in that system. You know what I'm saying? And just really being stuck deep into it and just basically viewing these sick behaviors as normal. You know? And I I just I I was like having like a moments of clarity around those times, just moment by moment by moment. And then like up to this point, and what really sealed the deal was when I watched this video titled why you know I hate the film industry or something like that. I'll leave a link to that video in the sh in the show notes below for all the filmmakers and actors out there and aspiring directors and screenwriters for y'all to watch. But he basically discussed in the video at how just flawed and dysfunctional the Hollywood system is and he had this dream just like I did about getting your name in a marquee being one of the world's most renowned film directors and walking the red carpet, but you have to jump through a lot of hurdles and go through a lot of bull just to get there. And deep down in my heart, I just wanted freedom to be able to create what I want to create and do what I want to do when I want to do it and not be locked down into these like three month, like 12 to 16 hour day shooting schedules to where we're just pretty much making a movie just to entertain the audience. And it. And after that, after watching that video, or no, during the video when I was watching it, I paused and I was thinking to myself, like, are we really just slaving our lives away just for people's entertainment? Like, I, I just really started questioning, like, why I am in the film industry, amongst the other things that I've just mentioned previously, but... And that just sealed the deal within me. And I was like, you know, I've been told by my partner and my spirit guys that the film, that going down Hollywood is not the correct path for me. I didn't want to listen at first because I was still living in that overlay slash fantasy about, you know, Hollywood and saying like, okay, you know, I want, I want to make a name for myself in this business and be well known. And yes, it was good that I had that ambition, but I was channeling it in the wrong avenue or the wrong lane, so to speak. And I'll leave a link in the, not description, the show notes below 
for you to go watch my video over overlays so you can get more in-depth information about that. You know, because I want to help my brothers and sisters out there in the entertainment industry and also, you know, artists in general, just so you guys can have a moment of clarity and you can start thinking for yourself on, you know, the screwy stuff that happens within the industry that you work in. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but anyways, you know, I just was like comfortable in the fact that if I have to leave the film industry at any point, I'm more than comfortable in leaving now because, you know, the name of the game for me is to be free and to just do what I want when I want to and create what I want to when I want to. And in a Hollywood system, you can't really do that because you're under all of these strict guidelines of these gatekeepers in Hollywood and all of the um, and all of these strict con contract rules by these movie studios. Because, yeah, you know, these big name directors have an unlimited budget to play with and they have all this money and they're assigned to these studios. And on the surface, it looks grand and great. But, you know beneath the surface is actually hellacious and they have um, limited creative freedom with what they can do. They don't even own the rights to their own films at that point because they have to suck up to the studios if they decide to sign away their rights um, of their script to the studios just so they can get a big lump sum of money to be able to create what they want to create because most of these directors and screenwriters, let me tell you right now, that are signed to these studios don't really have that much creative control when they sign away their their rights away. And so, you know, on to what like what grinds my gears about the entertainment industry is the politics of it all. You know what I'm saying? You know, and just how they do these practices at these auditions and I got a taste of it when I was at Stratford High School when SHS Playhouse would host these auditions, but I noticed that they would cast the same people over and over and over and over and over again. Not really giving that many people a new chance, you know, and if this offends you and you go to Stratford High School or you if you're a part of the faculty, so freaking be it. I'm I'ma speak the truth. I'ma tell people what's up. You know what I'm saying? This is my podcast, this is my platform, and I say whatever the hell I wanna say. But anyways, you know, it did it just didn't that also didn't sit right with my spirit either. You know? And then like you know, I would see on Facebook, I saw a lot of posts on Facebook recently about like a lot of actors and directors and producers in Houston have big egos and, you know, actors and actresses talking about how in the industry, in the um, industry here in Houston, they cast the same people over and over again. I was like, I noticed that happening in my high school, man. And so I was like, bruh, like, I thought that stuff was only in high school. I didn't think it would actually be in the damn industry. And so that was another thing that didn't sit right with me. And I'm just like, man, oh, man. And I was even thinking to myself, like, why did I even get into this industry? I was like, how could I have been so blind for so long? Like, yo, and I'm not saying that I regret choosing this career path because, you know, of all the lessons that I've learned along the way. But it just made me just like really reevaluate my priorities and where I'm going with my life. And I've just been in this energy of doing a lot of letting go. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, I've just been on this wave of just letting stuff go left and right of what no longer serves me. And, you know, one of the biggest hurdles I had to jump over was just letting go of this fantasy of this lifestyle that I had in my head for a long time, like of being in this industry and the prestige you're going to get in, you know, you making a name for yourself and everybody's going to be going to know you. But the matter of the fact is, if you walk your own path in the first place, that's meant for you. All of that stuff is going to come with it. You know, it may not come as quickly, but it's still going to come nonetheless. But that shouldn't be your focus. Your focus should be on your life purpose slash your soul mission. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I just really I just really like felt a deep burning passion to make this episode because I feel like this episode has been sitting inside of me for a long time. I was just scared to do it because I was afraid of how people were going to take it and people questioning like, dude, I thought, you know, you was the filmmaking guy, the guy that loves to make movies. But I see now clearly by, you know, what my higher self has been showing me that no, like you're not, this is not your identity. This is what you do, but this is not your identity. You know, you're meant to do way bigger and better things than just being an entertainer for people and or basically being a slave for people's entertainment. And so, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not going to do work in the film industry. I'm just going to be real picky and choosy about where I apply my time and my skills and talents in this industry, you know. And I'm more focused on creating my own lane and building up my company, 8 Mil Productions, you know, and that's what my soul has been calling me to do is to build up my own brand instead of trying to fit myself into a system that's dysfunctional and flawed. You know what I mean? So I also made this episode to also empower other creatives to really take charge of their own careers and to build their own brand and companies instead of relying on someone else. To put you on and to think that you have to fit into a system that's way outdated and dysfunctional. You know what I'm saying? So agree or disagree with me if you want to. I have no control over that or how you perceive me. But this is my truth and this is where my headspace is at. It's just letting go of stuff that no longer serves my highest good and just being as light as a feather. So... Yeah, I know I didn't have a commercial break on this show, but that's all right because I needed to get this stuff out. You know, you're going to hear the 8 Mil Productions promo at the end of this episode, so just deal with it. But yeah, you know, that's pretty much it for this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. If you did, make sure to favor this podcast if you're listening to this on Anchor or if you're listening to any other platform, make sure to subscribe and make sure to rate and review the podcast and make sure to share the hell out of this podcast episode with other creatives in the entertainment industry or just other creatives in general that need that you feel need to hear this message because I don't want you to the wealth for yourself share the wealth that's why i'm so passionate in asking people about sharing 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 and also if you're listening to anchor or any other platform there's pretty much like a link down in the show notes below to where you can leave me a voice message on what you enjoyed about the episode or about the podcast in general and what i could improve upon and as always no and always like Check out my other social media channels. 
by looking in the show notes below. And if you're curious about what gear that I've used to make this episode, you can check out the links in the show notes below. And as always, peace and out with the highest vibes and I'll catch you next week. Are you looking for someone to shoot your videos, photos, films, and make your demo reel blow the socks off your clients? You come to the right place. At 8mil Productions, I offer the following services. Shooting commercial videos, music videos, or videos in general not related to film. My rate for these services are $100 for 30 second videos and a price goes up and varies from there for longer videos. For photography, I offer individual portraits and headshots for 40 bucks a photo and group portraits for 60 bucks a photo. For film shoots, my rate is $150 per shooting day. And last but not least, I edit demo reels for cinematographers, directors, and actors for $100. If you want to book me for the following services, email me at 8millproductions at gmail.com. I am looking forward to working with you.